Hello and welcome to the New Hope Church podcast. Don't forget to check us out online at www.newhopechurch.tv and we'd love to connect with you on social media at New Hope Church TV. Thanks for listening and we hope you enjoy. And I want to say thank you to all of you who have family members who paid the ultimate price and sacrificed your lives so that we might have freedom. We are eternally grateful for you, for the families, and for all that they have done for us, even though they paid the ultimate sacrifice. I want to read a passage out of the Bible in Philippians 1.3, and it says this, I thank my God every time I remember you. I thank you for all the times that folks said yes to going into harm's way so that we might have freedom. Thank you so much for your service and for your sacrifice. Hey, I want to welcome you to New Hope Church, man. We're so glad that you're here. My name's Mike. I'm a Friendswood Campus pastor, and I just want to tell you that we are better together. We're better together because God created us to be together in community. And so if you're tuning in from Facebook Live or YouTube Live, wherever you're tuning in from, whether it's here in Texas or if it's another part of the country or the world for that matter, because we have people tuning in from all over the place, we would love for you to comment in the, in the comment section, say something, say hello. We'd love to just uh, celebrate with you if something good's happening in your life, if you're brand new with us, or, or, or for any reason, we just want you to be there. Also, if you are brand new with us, I want to tell you, first of all, we have a motto here at New Hope Church, and it's you belong here. We just believe that our Heavenly Father has a place for you to get involved here at New Hope Church, that you belong here, that he has a place for you to serve. When our campuses open back up, we're excited about that. Hey, I want to also tell you, if you, you are a first time here, if it's your first time, if you're a first time guest, Text the word FIRST to 642-123. We would love to be able to encourage you and to pray for you. By the way, so if you have a prayer request, you can even post a prayer request right there online on Facebook Live or YouTube Live. Let me just tell you something. Our church family would be so honored to be able to pray with you, to pray for you, and we just encourage you today. So make sure that you do this. Hey, uh, church family, we're just glad once again that you're here. We want you to know that you're loved. We want to be here to encourage you, to help you learn more about God's word. So uh, talking about God's word. So if you want to go a little bit deeper with what we're doing today, I want to encourage you, if you would text the word LG, that's an L and a G together to 642-123. And that'll get you a copy of our digital listening guide. What you'll do is you'll receive a link to that guide. You click on it and it'll open up. And it's pretty cool because you'll get all of today's scriptures as Pastor Tim continues through the book of Romans. Um, um, you're going to get those scriptures. You'll be able to fill in the blanks and follow along with the message. And in fact, on that same listening guide, you should have a copy of also the Digging Deeper Questions. It'll be right below. And you and your family, after today's service, or maybe sometime this week, you can go a little deeper in conversation about the sermon. Man, it's just such a great series. In fact, today's part six of that series, and we're excited about that. Also, if you don't know this, we have devotionals every single morning from Monday through Saturday at 8 a.m. And in fact, I think soon we're going to be cutting out Saturday, so keep that in mind. But it'll definitely continue Monday through Friday at 8 a.m., those devotionals. And uh, it's a great opportunity for you to jump in there on Facebook Live, YouTube Live. Make sure that you take a look at those because we would love to have you to be a part of our community. And, and if I haven't told you yet, we have uh, lots and lots of life groups, online life 
life groups. In fact, we know we always talk about a phrase, we're better together. We just are better together. We would love to have you involved. If you're not involved, you can simply text the word groups to 642-123. Text the word groups to 642-123. What you'll do is you'll receive a copy of our life groups page. When you do that, you're going to click it and you'll click the link and it'll take you to the life groups page. Make sure you go to the life group finder from there and you can pick a, a date and a time that works for you. It's been so cool. Even if you're from another part of the country, you can get connected to one of our online life groups. And it's so encouraging. Our group leaders are amazing. In our Facebook group leaders page, I've had the opportunity to see pictures of the people that are meeting together. And it's so encouraging. Let us encourage you. We're better together. Hey, also New Hope Kids, man, our hearts, uh, those of you who are fourth graders to pre-K, our hearts are with you. We know that camp has been canceled this year, but I just want to tell you, it is so cool what New Hope Kids is doing. They're giving you an opportunity to connect with them. There's going to be a virtual online camp. So make sure you look at our website, check it out. It's only $10. It is going to be amazing. All right, at this time, I want to invite you to pray with me. But first, I want to just say thank you so much for those of you who have continued to give. We couldn't do what we do without you. For more information on giving, go to newhopechurch.tv. You can give online. It's an incredible way to be a faithful steward with what God's given you. Heavenly Father, I thank you, Father. I pray that you would speak powerfully through Pastor Tim today and his message. It's in Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. All righty, welcome to New Hope Church. I, I want to start by saying this is the officially the longest stretch of time in my entire life that I have ever gone without going to an in-person church service in my entire life. Uh, I was born on a Sunday morning and my mom had me at Sunday night church. I'm, I'm almost telling the truth there. I did grow up in a pastor's home. I was born on a Sunday. I don't think I was at Sunday night church, but we went to church no matter what, uh, pandemic notwithstanding. But, um, I have, have never been away from the gathering of an in-person church service for more than a couple of weeks at a time in my entire life. Because even when we go on vacation with my immediate family, we still go to church, man. We still go to church. We make it a point to go to church. And uh, so that's why I'm just building up to say, it was so good. It was so good on Thursday night to see people gathered, even though we weren't inside of the building, we're gathered outside in the heat. Uh, to give praises to our Lord. And, and just if you're wondering, we're gonna take the lessons that we learned the other night and we're gonna try to incorporate those moving forward and, and just continue to pray with us about what's next because we don't exactly know uh, what we're supposed to do next, but we're gonna figure it out as we move along here. Now, one of the things that I've been reminded of in this pandemic and that I've reminded you of, and I'm going to continue to do so, is this, that the church, the church is not a building. It's not a building. Like this right here, that's not a church. That is a church building. And uh, the church is actually you and me. We're the church. And yes, most churches do have buildings. And 
Uh, we'll thank God here publicly that he has blessed us with awesome buildings, four awesome buildings in four different cities in our area. But those buildings are simply tools that we use to accomplish the mission of making Christ known. They are not the church. You are the church and what a beautiful, beautiful church family you are. And I just... I want to, uh, as I begin today, I just want to say it out loud. Thank you, thank you, thank you for your faithfulness in the face of these difficult times. And you guys have kept showing up online, and and uh, and I know that. Like, uh, for instance, would be on Thursday. We did a, a devotional as we have been doing throughout this pandemic. We did a devotional on Thursday morning, 8 a.m. I did a live from my house, which was made me a little bit nervous, but. Uh, almost a thousand comments, almost a thousand comments during that devotional, which leads me to say, you guys are showing up and, and you're encouraging each other. You're inviting people who maybe would never attend a church service in a church building. You are continuing to give. And I'm just saying, because of that, we've been able to do ministry. We've been able to help people. Uh, we've even made new friends online. People have continued to come to Christ. And incredibly, the church's reach has grown without a building. Without a building. That's amazing. And it's because of you, the actual church, you, the church, being the church. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, church family. Okay, we are going through a series through the book of Romans. Uh, the series we, we have entitled, Not Ashamed, based on chapter one, verse 16, where the apostle Paul says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. And as I told you early on in the series, when Paul would write a letter, and this is not the book of Romans right here, this is my entire Bible, when Paul would write a letter, as he did more than a dozen times to churches which are included in the New Testament, um, he, would, he would put a lot of doctrine up front, but then the other part of the, the book would be the application. Okay, so a lot of doctrine up front, and then how to live out that doctrine in the back. And what we're hitting on today in the book of Romans is sort of a, a bridge between the doctrine of the front part of the book or the letter and the application that's in the back. And actually it's more than even that. In fact, what we're gonna see today is we're gonna see the apostle Paul standing on both sides of the same thought at the same time. I'll explain that in a few moments because that doesn't make any sense right now, but let me review a little bit. Two weeks ago, uh, we were in chapter seven. Paul talked about this roller coaster battle that we often have between the flesh and God's spirit that is living in us and you know, trying to live in his power. And sometimes it is a battle and sometimes we lose the battle when we're not living in his power, uh, the power of the spirit. And, and we got to the very end of chapter seven and Paul opened the door to chapter eight by saying, thank God we have the victory through Jesus Christ. And so the next week we went over to chapter chapter eight, which was last weekend. And we got into all these awesome verses and how uh, God especially has adopted us to be part of his family. And Paul in chapter eight wrote about this victorious Christian life that, that we can live now by God's power. So we went from chapter seven, where we're on a roller coaster to chapter eight, where it's all good, all good. God is good. We are more than conquerors and so forth. In fact, let me just do a quick review of some verses in chapter eight, just to show you how awesome it is. 
These are all in chapter eight. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Amen, thank you, Jesus, for that. Another verse, the spirit, this is one we went over last week. The spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you receive brought about your adoption. Thank you, God, that we've been adopted into the family of yours, your family, Lord. Uh, adoption of sonship, and by him we cry, Abba, Father. So we went from being slaves to being uh, uh, sons and daughters of Almighty God. What a wonderful, awesome thought that is. Another verse, out of all out of chapter eight here. I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. That's an awesome, awesome verse. Another verse, if God is for us, who can be against us? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with Jesus, graciously give us all things? He's talking about taking care of our needs here. Another awesome verse out of chapter eight. Here's another one. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? No. In all of these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Another one out of chapter eight. I'm convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Those verses are all up in chapter eight. It's incredible. And they bring us great joy. But then you turn the page, and I'm talking just one page. You turn the page one time, and you go into chapter nine, and all of a sudden the mood takes a sudden turn. Now remember what we just read all from chapter eight. Turn the page, chapter nine, verse two. Paul says, I have great sorrow and unceasing anguish in my heart. What? <laughs> Paul said, I am so sad. I'm so sad. I've got this anguish and this great sorrow in my heart. Why? Well, he explains it. He says, I got so many Jewish brothers and sisters who are lost. They're lost. They don't know Jesus. And so he's standing in this in-between place where he has the joy of his salvation. That would be chapter eight. But then in chapters nine and 10, he has this sorrow and this anguish because so many people that he loves don't know Jesus. And right here is where many of us stand today between joy and sorrow. We have so much joy because of what Jesus did for us that we can barely wipe the smile off of our face sometimes until we think about someone, a family member or a friend that we love dearly who is far from God and then, man, our heart aches for them. You and I oftentimes live between two worlds. Now, Paul carries this thought over into the next chapter, chapter 10, where he begins to show us what to do when we are caught in between two worlds. This is chapter 10 now in verse one. He says, brothers and sisters, my heart's desire and prayer to God for the Israelites is that they may be saved. For I can testify about them that they are zealous for God. They're zealous for God, but their zeal is not based on knowledge, meaning 
You can be zealous about something. You can be all in about something. You can be enthusiastic about something and be wrong. Like you can be all in about something and be all wrong about something. Would you agree with that? I, man, I, I do this every single year. I, um, I get on the fan bus for the Houston Texans, you know, every single year. And I boldly, prophetically announce to the church family that the Texans are gonna win the Super Bowl. This is the year, this is the season. And then it doesn't come to pass and my dreams are dashed and I end up being a false prophet only on that subject. And and then, but then we got cowboy fans in our church too, you know, they like to poke at that. And they're like, you know, cowboys, cowboys. And and, uh, I'm wrong, but they're wronger. And, and so I'm just saying, truth be told, we oftentimes are enthusiastic about something, but we are enthusiastically wrong. Now, here's what's wild about this. He spent chapters one through eight reminding people, reminding us that we're not saved by the works that we do. It's by grace that we've been saved through faith and that working, working and working for our salvation does not work. That It's not about our work, it's about the work that Jesus Christ did for us on the cross. And what happens next as we get into uh, chapter 10 here that we're gonna look at today. What happens next is Paul begins to reverse engineer how we got saved. So uh, chapters one through about eight, he talks about how we get saved and the benefits of being saved. And then he kind of flips it over and he takes this apart, this salvation process apart, and he shows us how someone gets saved by showing us how to help someone else find Jesus and get saved, okay? So if you're taking notes, uh, the sermon is entitled Between Two Worlds, and I just wanna show you some Between Two Worlds action steps today that everybody, everybody listen to me, everybody who loves Jesus, We all need to take these steps, okay? So the first one is this, if you're taking notes, the first one is you gotta love people. You gotta love people. Paul says in that verse that we read, my heart's desire, meaning he's feeling it in here. He cares. And I'm just telling you, if we're gonna get this right, if we're gonna get this right, this is where you and I need to start. We gotta care about people. We we gotta see people as more than uh, an annoyance, more than a, a, a customer, more than a neighbor. Um, we gotta see them for who they are. We must recognize them as God recognizes them. And that would be as someone who is made in his image, someone who has an eternal soul, someone that Jesus Christ gave his life for so that they too could be saved by placing their faith in him. And the beginning of using this kind of in-between place in which we find ourselves, between two worlds, between uh, joy and sorrow, between heaven and earth, to wisely use the in-between reality that we now exist in. The, 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 the wise thing we need to do is to begin to care about people, begin to care about people. Listen, once upon a time, Jesus was asked this question. Someone came to him and said, uh, what is the greatest commandment? 
And, and Jesus replied, he said, actually, I'll give you two. I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but he said, I got two for you. One is love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your mind, and with all of your strength. And then Jesus said this, and I don't know if the guy who asked him the question was expecting this. He said, the second command that I have for you is just like that one. It's just like it. And the second command is this, love your neighbor as yourself. Love your neighbor as yourself. Listen to me, we are expected and we are commanded to love the people who are around us. And that's the first step that we need to take. And, and so I have a question for you. Do people know that you really care about them? Can they sense that you really care about them? Paul says once again in verse one, Brothers and sisters, my heart's desire, my heart's desire to God is that these people could be saved. So Paul is feeling this burden for people's souls. Now, that's where it has to start because people have to know that you care about them, that you have their best interests in, at heart before they're going to listen to you. And I will say there was a day when you could go down the street of some neighborhood that you were not even a part of and you could knock on the door of a total stranger's home and they would come to the door and they would greet you and you could talk to them about Jesus. Yes, it was a little awkward. I did it back in the day, uh, but sometimes it did work. More often than not, it didn't work, but you have to understand something about those, that time period. That was back when people were selling encyclopedias door to door and vacuum cleaners door to door. Uh, they didn't have a lot to do. There were only three TV channels. There was no Netflix. Uh, and so, you know, stranger at the door, why not? Come on in, man. Nowadays, a stranger at the door is, I guess, not as welcomed as maybe uh, we once were uh, because, and, and, and I'll say this, when, when we're carrying our story of what Jesus did for us, listen, People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And so you gotta think about it. When, when we're gonna reach out to someone, when we're gonna try to talk to someone about Jesus, do they know that you care? Before you start talking to them about it, do they know that you really care about them? And some of us maybe, some of us, need to tear down the walls that maybe we have built around our saved hearts. Maybe we need to come off of the holy hill where we have uh, retreated from the, from the pagan world around us. And we need to let the love of Christ get out of us and to the people around us. That's what Paul did. And just so you know, he didn't just stop with, wow, man, I, I feel so sad for the people around me that don't know Jesus. Let's, let's, let's uh, what's on Netflix? He didn't do that. Uh, what was in his heart took him to his knees. And that's our next action step. On your listening, God, if you're taking notes, you gotta pray for people. You gotta pray for people. In this unique vantage point that we have between two worlds, the next step, you, you care for people, but then you begin to pray for people. And most people see prayer as a last resort. And maybe you've heard this, maybe you've said this before. Uh, we've done all that we can do, now all we can do is pray. That, my friends, is backwards. Listen, 
You can always do more than pray after you have prayed, but you can never do anything more powerful than pray until you have prayed. You hear me? You can always do more than pray after you've prayed, but you can never do anything more powerful than pray until you've prayed. And you think about this way, if you're if your house was on fire and you were stuck in a room, and let's say you had some family members with you stuck in that same room and there were no windows, there was no way out and the door for some reason was locked. And so you're in this room and you know the house is on fire and it's getting hot and you need to get out and you had three items with you. And let's just say, kind of random here, but let's just say there was a Q-tip laying on the floor. So you had a Q-tip at your disposal. Uh, there was a package of ramen noodles and, uh, and I don't know why, but there's a package of ramen noodles. And then there was an ax. There was an ax, okay? I seriously doubt that anyone listening to me right now, when that house, when they figured out the house was on fire and they needed to get out of there and they had to save their family, I doubt that anyone would reach for the ramen noodles first. And that, if that's you, then you need to text the word prayer to 642-123. The prayer partners will pray for you right now. But I'm just saying, maybe, maybe you're one of those kinds of people, I'm gonna need the carbs, I'm gonna need the carbs. <laughs> but none of us, none of us would reach for the ramen noodles first. None of us would reach for the Q-tip first. We wouldn't say, hey, 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 put down the ax. The ax is our last resort. We're gonna start with the Q-tip and I'm just gonna pass it across the door here and rub it and see if the door falls down. None, that's just stupid. None of us would do that. You would say, family, get out of the way and you would pick up the ax and you would begin to chop through that wall or through that door to get your people to safety. Now listen to me. Prayer is the most powerful tool that we have at our disposal. Don't bypass it. Don't save it as a last resort. Oh, we're gonna try everything and then we might pray about this if all the things that we try don't work. No, we need God's power. If you want God's power, you gotta call out on him in prayer. Paul said this, back to verse one again. He says, brothers and sisters, my heart's desire and my prayer, my prayer to God is for the Israelites that they may be saved. So he's feeling it, but he doesn't stop with just feeling it. He gets the ax and he goes to work. And listen to me now, if you truly believe in God and you believe that he is all powerful and you believe that he hears our prayers, then you'll believe that prayer is powerful because God is powerful. Now, I would like to give you some homework. Maybe you're thinking, I didn't come to church today to get some homework, but here's some homework. I just want you to do this. I want you to ask God to put someone on your heart who is far from him. And, and when he does, because he will, if you pray that prayer, he will. I want you just to pray for them every day. Pray for them every day, every day, every day, every day, every day that God would somehow soften their heart and maybe even begin to pray. And I'll get to this in just a moment in the next point, but maybe begin to pray that God would show you if he wants to use you or not in this process of making Christ known to them. And I will tell you, he doesn't always wanna use you, but he might use somebody else. I was, without giving you too many details, I was someplace this past summer and, um, I was in a room and it was a large room and there was somebody back over that direction away from me. I was seated like right here and there's somebody probably about, I don't know, 20 yards behind me. 
in this big room and it's someone who I know is struggling mightily and I saw them, they did not see me that I know of. And I'm sitting there and I thought, oh, wow, wow, there's so-and-so. And so I began to pray. I prayed, God, please, I know they probably don't wanna see me and that's okay, but I just want you to work on their heart, Lord. And if you wanna use me, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go over there and just use me if you wanna use me, Lord. And so I prayed for this person and I kid you not, man, I got done with my prayer and I stood up and walk toward where they were, were, because they were gone. And I didn't see them the rest of that day. So sometimes when you pray, God will open up a door for you. Sometimes he won't, but always God answers prayer. And the prayer may not be, the answer to the prayer may not be that God uses you specifically, but he may use somebody else, but it doesn't remove from us what should be a burden that we need to pray for the souls of people that God would soften their hearts. And I think that this is a prayer that God is answering right now, that our world is more receptive to God right now than the world has been in a long time. I say that because there was a, a, a European researcher who did a study recently on Google searches. And this researcher found, this from, from Europe, this European researcher found that uh, Google searches for prayer have skyrocketed. They skyrocketed, the skyrocket began in the month of March as the COVID-19 disease spread. And here's just a little blip from that study. Daily data on Google searches for 95 countries demonstrates that the COVID-19 crisis has increased Google searches for prayer relative to all Google searches to the highest level ever recorded. The level of prayer search shares in March 2020 was more than 50% higher than the average during February 2020, which leads me to say people, people are looking for answers. People are looking for answers. And listen to me now, we have the answer. We have the answer. And, and I don't say that braggadociously because what we have, our, our evangelism, our efforts is like one beggar telling another beggar where to find bread, right? We have found the bread of life. His name is Jesus, which leads me to the third action step here in this in between place that we are between two worlds. And the third action step is go to the people, go to the people. And I would include on this step, uh, but you don't have enough room in your blank on the listening guide, but go, but go to the people and engage them in conversation. Go to the people and engage them in conversation. Once upon a time, Jesus asked his disciples to pray that God would send workers into his harvest field. And then the very next chapter, he asked them to go into the harvest field. And uh, this is a drum that I beat on a regular basis at our church because I believe it's an important one. As followers of Jesus Christ, we are between two worlds. We are citizens of heaven, but we're not there yet. We are residents of this earth. We're, our citizenship is somewhere else, but we're still here. 
And, and even as I say that, there are some Christians who are so heavenly minded, so heavenly minded, heavenly minded that they are no earthly good. And I say that because some people have already kind of checked out. They, they're already gone. They're like, man, I, I don't want anything to do with this world anymore. Take these people. You can have it all. I'm done. But here's the truth for you. We're not done until God says we're done. And he's left us here on the earth. Even during a pandemic, he's left us here for a reason. And maybe part of the reason that we're still here is this, not to make a million dollars, not to become famous, but how about this? Because he has other kids in this burning house that he wants to save and he needs us. He wants us to help him to get the word out. In fact, I'm gonna take you down to verse 13 and following now where Paul says this, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach to them unless they are sent? Newsflash for you. If you're a follower of Christ, you have been sent. You have been sent. But we don't. You know, when it says preach here, it doesn't necessarily mean that you need to stand up on a stage and preach like I'm doing right now. Um, more than likely, God is going to give you a way to make Christ known in the lane that you're currently in. I would just, I would ask you just to be open to his leading. The Holy Spirit's good at this, man. Just be open to his leading. I, I've jotted down a couple of examples here of creative ways that I have seen and heard of people making Christ known. And I'll just share them with you. Maybe it'll help you to maybe think of something. In fact, if you have a way, I would like for you to put it on our social media, put it on our social media with this, with this sermon right here. Just let us know what is your creative way that, that you make Christ known or that you try to be a witness to other people. But here's just a few that, that I've heard of. Okay. There are many, many more. Uh, my mom and dad, you know, in the ministry for 50 years and they can't quit, okay? They've been retired forever now, but they can't quit. My mom and my, my dad is 81, my mom is 80. And uh, sorry, mom, to tell your age, but they found a dog. This is maybe a couple years back. They found a dog in their neighborhood. Dog was like deaf and blind and not doing too good. And, and so they took the dog into the house. They found out who the owner was. There was a reward out for that dog and they got in touch with that family. The family came over to pick up the dog from their house and uh, the, the family started talking about the, giving them the reward. And my mom and dad said, no, we don't want the reward. But what we want, what we would like is this. We would like for you to come to our church this Sunday. And guess what? They came, they came to church. And not only did they come to church, they've been coming to church ever since. And not only have they been coming to church, they volunteer at church. Isn't that amazing? From a lost dog. I'm just telling you, Holy Spirit's creative. We got a guy in our church who builds houses. And if you've ever built a house and you know the, the long process and how you get to talk to the, the, uh, the builder on a regular basis. And he said the, the building houses has opened up so many doors and, and he's been able to talk to so many people about the Lord and see people take huge steps of faith because of conversations that God has enabled him to have. And he actually considers his house building company a ministry that just basically not only opens the doors 
for people to their home, but opens the doors in people's hearts for Jesus Christ. I love that. I heard, I heard this one the other day. Um, There's a young lady in California. She was a pool shark. You know what I mean? Pool shark, so she could play pool real good. She got saved, found Jesus, was struggling because she didn't know how to talk to folks. And a lot of the folks in the places that she would play pool were not receptive. And so she made the decision to do this. She would go into one of those places, a pool hall or something where they had pool tables and people were playing. And she would begin to just, you know, practice a little bit without showing too much. And somebody would inevitably challenge her to a game. And she would say this, she, she, she said, I would tell them, okay, I'll play you in a game, but here's the bet. If I win, you have to let me tell you my story. And every time she said the people who she was talking to would go like, whatever, because she's a girl, she's not gonna beat me. Okay, yeah, whatever, whatever. And she would wipe up the table with their tears when she was done because she would beat them every single time. And then they would sit there and she would share about Jesus with them. We got a couple that feeds homeless people downtown. We got another lady who also even last Last week, even during a pandemic, was feeding homeless people downtown and telling them about Jesus Christ. We got a couple in our church who owns nachos, nacho nachos, nacho nachos. They're a restaurant in Pearland and they literally engage every single customer. They find out how the customer's doing. And if there's any door that is opened in those conversations, they sit with their customers, they pray with their customers. This is before COVID. I'm sure it'll return to this after a bit. And they would pray over their customers. I'm just telling you, it truly is a ministry. Um, Last one I'll share, I got a ton of them, but let me just give you one more. We got a country Western singer in our church. You probably heard him sing on Easter during the communion time, if you were with us during the Easter service. His name is Junior Gordon, and he plays country and Western music in all those places that you would expect for country and Western music to be played. And, um, but I'm gonna tell you something about it. He plays in places where they don't want somebody preaching. He plays in places to people who would never listen to me if they gave me the mic and said, would you say a few words? Those people would walk out. But he sings, he's good, he gets them engaged. And then in the middle of his set, and I've seen him do it with my own eyes and heard it with my own ears. He talks to them about the Lord. And he talks to them about how important his relationship with God is. And then he plays a song about Jesus that he himself wrote. And I'm just telling you, man, I'm telling you, The Holy Spirit is creative and the word is getting out. The word about Jesus and the gospel of Jesus Christ. And and I'll say this, I don't know where your lane is, but it's gonna be different than my lane. And you know what, that's okay. You've got friends who are never gonna give me the time of day, who'll never listen to me. You've got people who follow you on social media that don't follow the church accounts on social media, but they follow you and they're searching for truth. You've got family members who are exploring the outer edges of faith, but they're not gonna come to church anytime soon. They're not gonna show up, but God has you right where he wants you between the joy of your salvation and your concern for their soul, between heaven and earth, between the the good news 
of salvation through Jesus Christ and what he did for us on the cross and his resurrection from the dead. He's got you right here between that gospel message and someone who needs to hear it as only you can tell it by telling somebody what God has done for you. It's just that simple. That's why I would say to you, just like our series title says, don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed. Here's why, because someday we're not gonna be in between anymore. Our faith is gonna be replaced by sight as we see God face to face. Our sorrow is gonna disappear and our joy will be complete in his presence. Our new address will be heaven and we will no longer have the opportunity to make Christ known. So while we can, while we're loving God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength, how about we do this? How about we reach out our other hand to our neighbor and we love them as we love ourselves? Can I get an amen? All right, now, now maybe I'm talking to somebody today who has never taken the step of faith that I've been talking about. You never put your trust and faith in Jesus Christ. You've never believed in his gospel. Well, here's the short story. Jesus Christ died on the cross in your place to forgive you of your sins. He died because for you to take away your sins because your sins separate you from God. And if you wanna to get to God, if you wanna have a relationship with God, and if you wanna be in the presence of God someday in heaven, then you need your sins forgiven. And only Jesus Christ could do that because only he was the perfect sacrifice. And if it's you today, if it's you today who've never taken this step or maybe you didn't, you thought you took it and you didn't, you were doing something else, you know, or you were just doing what everybody else was doing, but you never truly put your trust and faith in Jesus. I've got five verses today that will change your life. And not only your life, they're going to change your eternity. Okay. And I'm going to read these out loud. It's from the same chapter of the Bible. I'm gonna read these out loud. And as I read them, I want everybody else who's joining us today, I just want you to pray. Pray that those who are hearing this, perhaps for the first time, will open their hearts to Jesus today. Chapter 10, beginning verse nine. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and you believe in your heart that God raised him up from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. As scripture says, anyone who believes in him will never be put to shame. For there's no difference between Jew and Gentile. The same Lord is Lord of all and richly blesses all who call on him. Verse 13, four. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And all the people said, amen. Okay, so let's pray. Let's pray. God, wow, Lord, thank you. Thank you for this gospel of salvation. Um, thank you that your son would do what he did for us willingly, Lord. And I'm, I'm thinking, Lord, because it's Memorial Day weekend, I'm thinking, that you are not without loss in the battle, in this war for our souls. And I thank you that even though your son was lost in battle, that, that he rose up from that grave and he, he has the victory over the power of sin and death. And thank you, God, that 
He has given us his spirit to help us as we do battle each and every day. I pray God that we would be good stewards of our days here, this, this in-between place between joy and, and sorrow, between heaven and earth. And, and Lord, for anyone wanting to recommit today to you or for anyone who wants to step across that line of faith and put their faith in you today, I pray that you would hear their heart right now, God, during this prayer. And with every head bowed and every eye closed, if, if that's you today, like if you, wanna, if you wanna sign on to Jesus today, if you wanna make him your Lord and Savior, whoever you are, whatever you've done, wherever you happen to be right now, God wants you to come to him. He wants you to be part of his family, part of his family. And the way that you get there is by faith in Jesus and what he did for you on the cross and his resurrection from the dead. So since our prayer partners are socially distanced today, obviously I'm gonna ask that you pray with me, okay? And I'm gonna give you some words to say, but once again, as I always tell you guys, the Lord is gonna hear your heart. So if you wanna make this step, take this step today, just pray these words. Father, forgive me of all of my sins. Please save me, Lord. I call on your name today. I believe that Jesus is Lord. And I put my faith 100% in him for my salvation. Amen. Now, now real quick, if you prayed that prayer today, I want you to do this. I want you to text the word prayer to 642-123, 642-123. We just wanna celebrate with you today. No catch to this, all right? Just, just text that number. And by the way, when you text it, you're gonna get two options. One is if you need prayer for anything today. So even if you're not making a decision today, if you just need some prayer, there will be someone who will pray for you based on that text, okay? You can choose that link for prayer. Or if you're making a decision today, hit that link, tell somebody, we're gonna celebrate with you today. Now, as always during this series, here's how I wanna close. I wanna close with a benediction that is found in Romans chapter 11. I'm kind of stuck on it, if you don't mind. And it says this, and this will be my final prayer here. It says, oh, the depth of the riches of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable his judgments and his paths beyond tracing out. Who has known the mind of the Lord? Who has been his counselor? Who has ever given to the Lord that the Lord should repay them? For from him and through him and for him are all things. And to him be the glory forever and ever and ever. And all of the people said, amen. So. Guys, God bless you. So glad that you're in our church family, no matter where you are. And please, no matter where you are today, let us know where you're joining us from. We would love to hear from you today. I love you guys so much. Uh, hopefully you can join me in the morning at 8 a.m. for our next devotional uh, from my kitchen table, live from my kitchen table. I'll see you in the morning at 8 a.m. Uh, Central, Central Time, United States of America. Be safe, love you so much, and see you next time. God bless. If you enjoy the podcast, we encourage you to subscribe, share it with friends and family, or let us know by tagging us at New Hope Church TV on social media. We would love to connect with you. 
Thanks for listening.